0: Hey, everybody, thanks so much for joining us for this equip session at The Bridge. I'm here with Hillary, um, one of our senior leadership team members, and we're so excited and grateful that you're taking some time to either join us on YouTube or on our podcast to be a part of this equip session. And our heart really is to equip the church and to help you um, in this in this issue, kind of wherever you are, uh, whether you're a male or female and to try to help our church to be as best as we can specifically in this area. So the topic for um, the session for this equipped session is how to understand the role of women in ministry, how to understand the role of women in ministry. Now, um, unfortunately, there is an unbelievable amount of conflict, um, confusion, confusion. Yeah. Uh, chaos as it relates to this. I, I wish we didn't have to have right. you know these kinds of conversations, but it, it's necessary and we you know, we want to do our best to look at Scripture and make sure that we are um, as best we can, following the ways of Jesus and the words of Jesus and the instructions of yep. Jesus for the way that we should lead in our church and the way that we should operate in our church and the way that we should really interact with um, our culture. And so, though there's a ton of conflict, I think there's a, a great of hurt, harm, abuse. Though there's a lot of that, I think there's also a lot of opportunity to Absolutely. to hopefully do some healing in this area. And yeah. and so, anyways, I'm I'm super glad that we get to do this um, yes. together.
1: Yes, me too. And I just want to echo um, what Pastor Ethan said. I think when you first hear, I'm so excited that you've tuned into this, first of all, but I just want to encourage you that this is for anyone in the body, male or woman. I think that you can think because we're talking about the role of a woman that it wouldn't have to do with a male, but the only way that this this is going to work, the only way that we're going to do this as a body is if all of us um, champion and get on board with what we feel like the scriptures say. As well, one of the things that um, we were talking about earlier is just that the first step in understanding the role of women in ministry, in many ways, you have to understand that um, the role of a woman in church has has in many ways been shaped by the culture of the world rather than the culture of the kingdom. And so in order to enter into all the things that we're going to talk about today, there has to be a willingness to recognize that and um, to kind of submit our perspectives to the Word of God and be willing to submit to that. Um, So anyway, Super excited and yeah. can't wait to continue.
0: Yeah, I'll mention something real quick as well. Uh, two documents that are available yeah. that will be a resource for you. Um, one is a document that's called The Theology and Practice of Women in Ministry. It's it's from our elders, and you can access that um, in the description on YouTube. Um, we'll also be sending it out uh, via email in the weekly. Yep. And then one more document, which is our Elder Board <laughs> Handbook. And so it's a several-page document that just kind of helps um, outline the role and the function of our elders, right. and what what Scripture has to say, and and then and then even the specifics of the way of the way that we do eldership and our elder board um, here at the Bridge. So, are yeah. you ready to jump in? Ready. So we're going to do um, we're going to do three main things over the course of our time, and we're going to try to be brief, um, brief but thorough at the same time. We're going to first do the theology, um, really, really just talk about theologically what we think about um, um, men, women, gender, image yeah. of God, church leadership, all that stuff. Um, then we're going to go to the practice, so some practices at the bridge, the way some of the ways that we function, mm-hmm. and then also at the end try to do some frequently asked questions yep. um, and try to answer some of those. So, all right. All right. So here we go. Here, here's the first um, point from a kind of a theological point that we want to um, say at the very beginning, and it's this: men and women are created equal in essence, dignity, and value. as image bearers of god yes and so we need to just begin the conversation by saying there's no superiority or inferiority when we're talking about Mm -hmm. male and female relationships men and women god has created us both equal in essence in his image we each bear um the unique image of god um, together and so therefore um we just need to say this there should not be any oppression right. um, or discrimination when it comes to the treatment of men or women specifically right. for this conversation, um, women. Right. Um, unfortunately, there has been a um, significant amount of um, oppression, discrimination um, in
1: absolutely not
0: only in our society but for, for, for history at, at right. large. And so we just want to start with that baseline as we begin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about that anymore?
0: No, let's go next.
1: Okay, we'll go to the next. I could talk a lot about that one, um, just from experience. But um, so next, gender is a beautiful and glorious gift of God's creation. Um, This is so important to understand. Um, We believe it's unbiblical and unfruitful to ignore or diminish the role of gender in God's creation of humanity. Here's the thing. This was God's idea. He created male and female. So who are we to kind of um, begin to make decisions on that or try to adjust those Um, And so differences in gender between men and women should be celebrated because these differences embody the very creation and image of God. Um, And so I guess like to that, I just want to kind of encourage that as a woman, um, if you are in ministry or when you're you're trying to figure out your role in the church, like bring your femininity. Um, You don't have to be masculine to be a church leader um, or to serve as a woman. Um, You don't have to be like a man. And I think that's just been cool. We've experienced like the benefit Mm -hmm. of that, the the diversity in gender and our decision making and how we look at sermons Mm -hmm. and how we care for um, the body in different situations. Um, Both are needed and necessary.
0: Yeah. And and I think, too, since since each gender is made the way that God intended um, gloriously and beautifully, um, I think we need to avoid competition yes. you know and one of the podcasts that we listened to in preparation for this talked about the yeah. power struggle yeah. between yeah. and then just right. uh, in god's um in god's mind and in god's heart i don't think there needs to be that the
1: power struggle power mm-hmm. struggle and
0: competition and right. and to feel like you've got to be something right. else than what god created you right. and um right. you know want to prove of th- anything you know, one of the things I say in, in leadership, you hear me say often is um, I need to stay in my lane, you know, yeah, yeah. because I have a tendency to want to yeah. do things that are outside my lane. <laughs> right. And every time I do that, I cause I cause issues, you know, on a number <laughs> of different levels. But it's a good thing to stay in our lane when we talk right. about gender and um, the way that God has made us male and female. Um, yeah. And there, th- that whole gender. I mean, there's a whole right. There's a long there's a lot that we could talk about right. going down. That road, but we just we just want to say from the beginning that um, here mm-hmm. gender it's it's a good it's thing, a beautiful thing, it's a good thing, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and both are necessary for the kingdom of God, yeah, um, for us to really see His image,
0: yeah. Okay, next, yeah. So the next is is this God created men and women to be equal in their essence and distinct in function? Mm-hmm. So we're we're equal in in right. our, our essence. There isn't any superiority or inferiority, as we said earlier, um, we're equal in our actual value right. and our significance to God. And, um, there's, there's equality there, but there's also distinction in function, right. you know, there were infinite opportunities that God had at his disposal to create humanity. Right. right. And in his providence and in his wisdom, he created yeah. a male and a female right. and he made them different. Right. And, and those are good things. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, um, we need to, Recognize those differences. Look at scripture. What does scripture say about those yeah. differences? Not add additional differences Correct. that, that yeah. aren't in scripture. But but we need to recognize that there are beautiful differences and distinctions yes. about the way that we are made, which is back to that yeah. diversity point. Right. And right. our diversity is a good thing. You know, we, right. sh- we shouldn't demonize. We shouldn't demonize that.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and and when we don't embrace that, the distinct and function specifically that part of it, I think that we lack. Like the church lacks in some kind of way because there's functions that are not happening. Yeah. In that, you know, at that point.
0: So. Absolutely, and and two to that point, um, I think when we begin to talk about distinctions and functions, and we we elevate some functions mm-hmm. above others, right, right, right. Um, when you look at the Trinity, what theologians call functional subordination, which was the relationship between Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit, is that even in the relationship of the Godhead. Uh, we would say that scripture teaches that Father, Son, Spirit, they're all equal. Right, right. They're equal in their essence, but they're distinct in, in their function. Yeah. And th- there's a role that the Father plays, there's yeah. a role that the Son plays, there's right. a role that the Holy Spirit plays. And even um the Son, Jesus Christ, would, would say, I came not to do my will, but right. to, to do the will of my Father and to right. and to serve him. And so he, Absolutely. he's he's operating that not from a inferior Perspective, but just in a, a difference of a function, and, and similarly, right. so when it comes to male and female mm-hmm. functions um, in the home and in the church, we're not really going down the road of in the, in the home today. We're kind right. of sticking in the church and in ministry, but um, but but there are some distinctions that that are are, are good things and yeah. that are beautiful things that we need to recognize if we're going to do do it right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so the next one is this: God created um, men and women. To function in a complementary fashion, right? So, kind of on the heels of what we just previously yeah. said, the way that we should function and operate in ministry, mm-hmm. and the way that we should operate um, in the in the kingdom, is mm-hmm. in a complementary mm-hmm. uh, fashion. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think is beautiful about the way nice. that God made us and God created us is that there is a complementary, right. you know, relationship that that yeah. happens in in the kingdom, um, in church, in ministry, uh, between what. What men bring to the table, what women bring to the table, and we should complement one one another, not be in competition
1: Absolutely. each other. Absolutely, and for the body, because there's men and women in the body. So if it's only you know male dominance or even female dominance, like whatever it might be, like you're you're kind of missing a representation of a certain group of people as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, okay. The church must champion and equip women to serve mightily in the ministry of the local church. Um, So all Christians are charged with the Great Commission, both men and women. Um, We believe the Bible explicitly encourages and assumes that women will be involved in the ministry of the church. And um, men and women are needed and necessary for the health and the ministry of the church. And so as it relates to women in ministry, you can look all throughout the Bible. We're even going to be walking through Judges right now. As a church, then we're even going to hear of of, um, a woman in that book where we're going to learn and see how she led. But um, all throughout, you see women leading and having a significant impact on the church and then also a significant closeness with Jesus and with um, leaders of the church. I mean, Paul would even, um, as an example of some women alongside him, he would say they were side by side in the gospel. And so when we fail to empower both men and women, um, both genders suffer, yeah. and the mission of the church suffers. Um, so anyway, we we expect and encourage both men and women to learn and teach and be rich in theology. Um, we want women to grow in biblical yeah. knowledge. We want to equip women in that process, and we believe that women should pursue that as well. Um, and so we want women to be able to exercise the gift of teaching and yeah. excel in this area as well. And so, yeah, we've been talking a little bit about this one even recently, but... Um, that's what we believe from like a theological stance. We'll get to it more in practice. Do we
0: cover spiritual gifts later in, in the other section? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think to your point, yeah. speaking about teaching and exhortation. Yeah. What I mean, all spiritual gifts right, are available mm-hmm. to all parts of the body. And so Whether you're male or female, there's there's a spiritual gift of teaching, right. spiritual gift of prophecy, right. spiritual gift of leadership, mm-hmm. mercy, giving, yes. exhortation, helps. I mean, there's there's yes. a lot of those. And I think you, whether male or female, I think we need to um, ask how is the Lord gifted Yeah, we should me.
1: seek and pursue. Like, yeah. it's, we're told to do that and, and like, pursue it.
0: And you have an amazing gift of leadership that is, mm. I mean, so, so helpful to mm. um, to our body and to um, ministry decision-making and our senior leadership team. And um, it's it's a good thing. And so we want to make sure that we champion mm-hmm. and that we're equipping that women right. are so necessary and vital. And if, if we be honest, I mean... I think in our society today and for Mm -hmm. much of history, it's probably many women who are actually like doing so much significant work in the kingdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And so I I think we, we don't want to uh, minimize the impact that our women have in in ministry.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we don't want it to be a situation where you have to be like maybe, a super confident like personality has to be be in play on whether or not you'll function in your gifting. Like, you know, we have some people who are super bold and confident. Like we want to make space for, for everyone, every woman to be able to use their gifting. And so, so yeah, I think that's really important. Ethan.
0: Absolutely. So here, here's the next one. And, And this may, this may be, um, one of the most controversial in, in in the church world and and i'll just say before i go here different denominations and different tribes and different camps they they fall in different um, right. places on this and, and that's okay we don't have to demonize
1: right. anyone
0: that's different but um here's here's the next point is that god has ordered the church in such a way that only men should occupy the role of elders in the church um and, and so we we believe although men and women are rep- represented as equals in their, in their essence throughout scripture, that there are um, a unique function and unique distinction specifically Mm -hmm. in the church as it relates to authority and leadership um, in the church. And so Mm -hmm. um, men and women uh, lead in the church, um, use their spiritual gifts um, in the church, but based on 1 Timothy five seventeen, Titus 1, 7, 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2, a number of other um, scriptures, it seems to be clear that the role of authority and the role of governing, the role of oversight and shepherding um, mm-hmm. should be reserved for um, for elders. Yeah. And so with that being said, um, the next point is that all members in the church should be equally equipped to serve in every role and capacity outside the role of Elder, yeah. and so we do at the bridge. We we do reserve um, the role of elder for uh, for men, but every role outside of that right. kind of authoritative oversight role, and we'll get we'll right. un- unpack a little unpack bit that, more yeah. about what what we mean when we say that. But everything outside of that is is right. is, is open to everybody, right. and it needs to be, and we, right. we we want it to be. And so um, all members in the church should be equally equipped to serve yeah. um, in every role and capacity outside the role of an elder.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Like, what does that mean? What is authority of an elder compared yeah. to, like, just authority?
0: Okay. okay. All right. So now into practice. Yeah,
1: into practice. Um,
0: so that was a kind of a quick theology overview. Take a look at the document if you want to do a deeper dive into some of that. Mm-hmm. There's also, at the end of the document, there's some critical text mm-hmm. um, related to some of what we just said um, that unpacks some things in more detail if you want to do a deeper dive there. Yeah. But now let's jump into the practice. Right of the way that we practice at the bridge yeah. um, specifically when it comes to women in ministry, we're, we're going to cover four areas. So the, the first is worship gatherings and teaching worship mm-hmm. gatherings and teaching. So um, we believe that all members of the local church should participate in the regular worship gatherings of the church and should seek to be used by the Holy spirit in a variety of different ways in yeah. corporate leadership. So we obviously have worship gathering leadership, but when we look at scripture, mm-hmm. um, what we see is that the, um, all members Mm -hmm. in the body are using their gifts in a variety of different ways um, in the worship gathering. Um, And if you look specifically at 1 Corinthians, there's a lot that the Apostle Paul does for the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, 12, and 14, he really dives into a lot of this. But one of the things that you see specifically in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 4 through 16, is that all members of the body were praying Mm -hmm. during gathered worship. They were singing during gathered worship. They were sharing teachings, Mm -hmm. lessons, revelations. They were um, exercising spiritual gifts like prophecy and tongues and other things. And so we want to, at the bridge, we want to say that in the um, regular gathering and and, and worship culture of the bridge, um, that men and women should use their gifts to minister to the body and bless the body. Yeah. Um, when we come to gather together and even in and you do this a, a lot, Hillary, but even in exhortations, mm-hmm. um, even in words of prophecy, even in lessons, as, as first mm-hmm. Corinthians 11 says. And so we want to um, we want to encourage that.
1: Yeah.
0: In in our worship gatherings. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: one one um, kind of one thing I'll say related specifically to the worship gathering. And, you know, we um, kind of the sermon is kind of a big is a big part of our worship gatherings. And so um, the way that we function at the bridge um, is, we believe that the role of the ministry of the word um, is one of the chief roles or one of the primary roles that God gives to elders and expects elders to do is, Mm -hmm. Acts chapter six, you see they were devoted to prayer and the ministry of the word. You see other places throughout the scriptures that elders are supposed to exhort and rebuke and teach the word and preach the word. And so at the bridge, um, we use the sermon function right now for the primary way that Mm -hmm. the elders operate in that gift and use um, that time period for the ministry of the word. And so for for our church, for the sermon function, the sermon function is primarily reserved for elders at the bridge to be able to exercise that gift of the ministry of the word.
1: Um, and then moving on to ministry leadership, um, all non-elders who are members at the bridge will be encouraged to step into leadership roles. Um, and so as long as that leadership role does not require elder authority, um, we'll encourage non-elders to fulfill those roles as they're gifted and qualified. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what we mean by elder authority, but also this isn't saying necessarily that an elder has to hold that ministry leadership position. Like there's, there can be positions where an elder could just be brought in into situations but um a non-elder could be leading so obviously specifically talking about women a woman could a woman a woman could lead pretty much any of our ministries here at the bridge um currently so
0: absolutely so whether that be ministry directors right coordinators whether that be deacons whether right you're serving in some capacity yeah um, leading in worship prayer you know, prayer mm-hmm. any, any of those things um, right we want uh to to say that hey Ministry leadership is open. I think absolutely, I'm correct, I need to say that ministry. Yes, say it. Ministry leadership is open to women. Absolutely, at, at
1: absolutely. And
0: you need to feel that what you're doing in the way that you're le- it's ministry. It's I mean, blessed.
1: It's affirmed. Yeah, it's it's necessary. It's yeah, needed. We, have, we love it.
0: We have a number of ministry directors we who do. are females at the bridge. Um, you're obviously on our senior leadership team, and those are good things. Right. Um, those are really good things. Absolutely. And so I will say that when we say elder authority, yeah. Um, being a ministry director doesn't require elder authority. To use the spiritual gift of teaching doesn't require elder right. authority. You know, right. to, that, that, when we say elder authority, we mean that office of eldership, yes. which is the oversight, oversight. Mm-hmm. the oversight of the mission of the church. Um, it's the oversight of shepherding um, matters related mm-hmm. to members in the body, specifically when it comes to correction and disi- right. discipline. And then, as well, it's oversight over doctrinal fidelity. Right. And so, right. um, the, an elder does more than that. But, but when we talk about elder authority, we mean exercising those right. things right. as it's related to the mission yes. and to doctrinal fidelity. Yeah. And, and outside of our elder board, it does none of those roles are doing that or right. making doctr- drawing doctrinal lines right. for our church or right. or exercising oversight over. Right. Um, and so anything outside, um, the elder, we, we, we want it to be open to women for ministry. Absolutely. Leadership.
1: So absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. Am I next? Yep. You're All next. Right. So the, uh, the next is community groups, um, community groups. So w- the way that we currently function at the bridge, um, the way that we do community and life together and fellowship is through, um, our community groups, which are, um, amazing opportunities for people to be able to connect in yeah. to community um, right now the way that we operate in our community group model and structure is that um, our groups are um, they're all co-ed they're all multi-generational multi-ethnic or at least that's kind of the, the like bullseye we'll, and we'll what, what do we've yeah. done what we've done for quite some time um, and so because of that context and because mm-hmm. of that structure um, we men and women can lead community yes. groups yeah. um, we believe that, um, we've qualified and capable men and women right. who are leading community groups right now. But because of the co-ed nature of discipleship and situations and stuff, we set it up in such a way where there is a, a man and a woman who are right. both leading together, right. in whether, whether married or not, right, but right. leading together in a community group right. model just from a place of trying to... Um, Do the best we can for discipleship matters. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: which for Claire is not because we think a woman cannot lead a community group.
0: Yeah, a woman doesn't need a man. Doesn't need the man to be a a qualified leader. Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: It's for just wisdom and um, best practice of meeting the needs of everyone there. But um, yeah. But yeah. So so digging into that though because I have had this question a lot Um, since that is like the main church life here is community groups. um, That means a woman can lead the discussion. A woman can lead the prayer time. A woman could lead the entire um, community group gathering. Yeah, like, yeah. Even if the male is there, like you could tag team it and take turns. And that doesn't yeah. mean um, that they're out of line or yeah. that they're out of order um, or being inappropriate. So yeah.
0: They're using the spiritual gift of leadership. Right. A community group leader is not an elder. They're, right. not, they're not shepherding the body. They're, right. they're not overseeing doctrinal fidelity. Right. They're not directing the mission right. of, of the church. Right. They're leading, they're in ministry, right. they're leading, it's, and it's Correct. in a group setting, and so yeah. um, that's, really good. that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, the
1: next one, or are you? you need, yep. You okay, staffing. so staffing, I mean, it kind of goes with the ministry leadership, um, but that's more from also a volunteer. But so, so specifically for staff, we encourage non-elders to serve in every, every position on staff at the Bridge Church, as long as that particular staff role does not require elder responsibilities, um, which for clarity right now, None of ours do, except for the role of te- the ones that are teaching pastors. Um, and so I've had that question. That's why I kind of yeah. wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, so we want our staff to reflect diversity, which also includes gender diversity. We want to make diverse decisions, right? Like yeah. we want to be thinking that yeah. way. We have um, not
0: always been <laughs> <that> diverse <way. laughs> either in, <laughs> right. in staff makeup.
1: Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. Um, so there is great benefit and beauty for having diversity represented, um, specifically gender diversity, like we're talking about today. Um, and we encourage female staff members to supervise and manage staff members, um, as long as that particular role of a supervisor doesn't require eldership. Um, so women are encouraged to pursue all staff, um, positions. They can supervise males on our staff. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we need them to. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, so right now, um, at the time of this recording, uh, there's 12 staff members mm-hmm. at the bridge. Only two of those are, are elder roles, which right. would be me and Pastor Chris right. and the role of, um, we're both pastors of teaching. And so mm-hmm. those those roles do require el- eldership. We also serve on the elder board, right. but outside of that, right. um, th- we have men and women in, in a variety of different roles.
1: Yeah. And, and I, and I want to say this too, to hopefully encourage you as a church. Um, I'm, I actually supervise right now an elder of our church, yeah. which I just think is an incredible like testimony of the humility of our elders, but also not even like the humility; it's like the genuine belief in the things that we're talking about today. Yeah. Um So.
0: Anyway, Absolutely. Just cool. Absolutely. Okay. So right. some some frequently asked questions. Yes. Um, and we'll try to dialogue. This okay. As kick we, us off. As we can. Kind of begin to wind down a little bit but um so one of the questions i think that that comes up is so what about discipleship between mm-hmm. men and women what about prayer could you know should should men and women be in, be having their own right. prayer meetings you know off to the side and laying hands on each other and should we be right. doing one-on-one discipleship between men and women scripture doesn't really right. state specifically exactly right. what we should do in those kind of settings so you want to take that one
1: yeah absolutely i think it's important to like there'd be a distinction between wisdom and like what's permissible. Um, you know, so yeah, you can totally, I, I don't, I don't think it's wise for a woman to be discipling a male necessarily. I'm like an, a one-on-one, like you're meeting Rayleigh one-on-one. Um, that just might not be wise. Um, but can you lead, uh, youth that are males and encourage them and you're disi- you're definitely discipling them in some kind of way. Absolutely. Um, and then prayer, um, I think once again, it's just the wisdom thing. It's not that, that a woman can't pray over a male, but if like, and this has happened even like here, but like if I see like a woman come up to Pastor Ethan for prayer and I see that like Ashley isn't there or another person isn't there, like I'm just going to out of wisdom, not out of, oh my gosh, this woman, you know, not condemning the woman, but just out of wisdom come over and like stand with you and like pray, with, pray, mm-hmm. pray over there. Um, and so I just think the difference between like wisdom and what, yeah, like is theological, yeah. you know, yeah, I totally
0: guidance. agree. I so. totally agree. Um, let's do another one. Um, okay. When we think about um, women um, in the home or yeah. working, um, you know, there's kind of two extremes on this. You've yeah. got kind of a legalistic fundamental side, which is women should only be at home and they should stay at right. home and they should. And then you've got like you know maybe maybe a highly feminist side right. or feministic side, which is no, you need to be killing it. You need right. to be outside your home. Don't st- you know? Right. And so let's talk about like kind of the the balance there, or what would be helpful for because some of these scriptures that that talk about the role of men and women and elders and stuff. And one of them that we've talked about even even talks about like um, learning from your husband at home and right. stuff stuff like. That. But but let's talk a little bit about um, you know should women be stay-at-home moms or should they right. be work i mean let's let's <laughs> a
1: big question let's go there yeah yeah do you want to start <laughs> i'll start yeah yeah i'll <laughs> start
0: um i will say that um when when we look at scripture we see um of we see multiple different ways that the scripture right. encourages us to to do what what we should do and specific you see some you see some um, scriptures in the New Testament where there's a lot of value in the home. I mean, there's significant value yeah, for absolutely. for being in the home, for parenting in the home, for leading the home, for children, so on and so forth. Uh, then you also see other passages like Proverbs um, 31, where um, your calling doesn't have to be limited to the home. Yeah. Um, the Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman she's a real estate mogul. Right. She's an international traveler. She's got multiple businesses and she's got multiple people that are working in her home right. helping, I'm sure, with the educational needs and all those other things. And so I think that the, the, probably the challenge here is that I, I think there's a tendency to immediately feel guilty that Absolutely. you're not doing something. And I, I know even for me and, and Ashley, mm-hmm. we, it's been a journey for us yeah. and even like God... Um, helping me kind of see the way that she's yeah. gifted and the way that yeah. she's wired. And yeah. um, so I think there's a, a tendency to maybe compare or compete and then to feel Definitely. guilty about whatever you're doing, whether it's one way or the other.
1: Yeah. I think it's important to like look at the the root of like the why am I feeling this way um, is is helpful. Like is it because I feel like, like I don't have value? Is that why I'm being like competitive or that? Is that why I'm having to make a stance or something like that? But I think that the biggest thing is um, scriptural integrity and really knowing the scriptures, knowing where culture has shaped things, knowing like the sayings that we even say that are not scripture about women or about motherhood or about the home. Um, and then I think then being obedient, you know, like obedience and the Holy Spirit um, is just super important. Like they I've I've had this experience from even being in my role here where I've had can tell that people are kind of confused. Like I've had people assume that I don't love parenting and that that's why I'm in this role.
0: Yeah, or you're failing your kids. Or that uh, I've
1: failed my kids and I mean I've had this kind of stuff said to me. And so right. um I think, you know, or that I'm pro woman work every woman working. And I mean, I just wanna say like from me, like if you're listening from the British Church, just so that you know, like I'm on I'm not in either of those extremes. It is purely I've stayed home with my kids and I've worked. I've done both based on what God has called me to do. And in in every single season where I've stepped out where God's called me, he's increased capacity or shifted capacity somewhere and actually bless our family in some kind of way. And I actually wanted to say that, like, I want to also speak to the women right now who are like, well, God's calling me to stay at home right now. Like we bless that yeah, as well, absolutely. and that you are a part of the church as well. We just want you to know you have value where you are, um, as long as it's where God's asked you to be and spend your time. There's value for the body right there. Yeah, like that's the ultimate goal here. Absolutely, not um, what that looks like exactly in function, and if it looks like a certain woman or if it doesn't like a certain woman. So I think we have to really stop the shame game, and focus on Scripture. That was good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Really um, I totally agree. Okay. And then, and then the last one.
1: Yeah.
0: So last one is, um, where does this, cause we're, we're championing women, right. the role of women, the men, women in ministry. We're talking right. about teaching leadership. We're talking about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and so I know that, I know that this is a question of even some women at the bridge. Yeah. All right, so where does that happen? Yeah. yeah right. You know, it's right. like, you're kind of dangling a carrot, but like, okay, where does that actually happen? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or even, or even for a man. But what are the avenues? What are the venues? Yeah. Where's the training? Where's the equipping? Where's the opportunities? Yeah. Um, I even talked with one of um, the w- one of our women leaders right. at the bridge, and she's like, mm-hmm. I felt like I've always had to use my giftings outside the church yeah, because there yeah. weren't opportunities in the church. Right. And so, um, do you want to you want to start with that one?
1: Yeah. I mean, I first want to kind of humbly say, like, maybe we don't, we haven't, you know, done the best at like creating opportunities for that, and that is something that we. we want to grow in um but i mean currently um i think you mentioned already with worship gatherings like if you have a word from the lord or if you want to pray for someone or if you have something to share with the body like you've you've been communicating that and our elders have for about a year now more openly like come up to one of the pastors yeah um and then as well, we have women's ministry um, where you can teach and we want to equip you in that way. And we've started some leadership teams and some content and all kinds of training and development in that. Um, as well, we have these equip sessions that we're doing. And our hope yeah. is that that will actually increase increase opportunity for the body to use their gifts, yeah. specifically being women who are not um, having those opportunities right now. So yeah.
0: We need to grow in this yeah. area as a church. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we are a younger church, but that's not an excuse. Um, we need to grow in this area yeah. and equipping on all fronts, you know, so men and women, whether it's teaching, whether it's yeah. whatever the spiritual gift is, whether it's raising up leaders, um, we can do better. And yeah. and we're our team's already been having conversations about you know, what does a pipeline look like yeah. to really help and equip people in their role. And so we'd love for you to pray over us, yeah. o- over that. Yeah, for you know? sure, and for sure. We need your help. We, we don't mm-hmm. have it all figured out. Um, we're not experts necessarily in, in these areas. And so we wanna do better. We wanna make sure that we create those opportunities and those avenues and those venues
1: yeah. um, in the future. Yeah. So. Um.
0: Can I just say two parting, more things? Parting words. Yes. Yeah. Can I say two yeah. more things? You can, okay. you can land the plane, <laughs> as I say.
1: Okay. Um, I just want to speak um, for a second to the woman who feels called to some of these things that we're talking about, maybe church leadership, maybe teaching, or just to serve and lead in any kind of way. Like, I think the biggest question that you might have had being in a church is, well, is it blessed? Do, do I have space and do I have support? Yeah. And I just want you to hear, yes. yes. Like, I want you to hear from us, yes. You have support from our leadership, from our elders. Um, and so that might mean you have to kind of step out and take some risk and recognize that we're just embracing complexities together and put yourself out there. But we want you to reach out. and want to connect with you. I also want to speak to the woman who is maybe in an oppressive situation right now yeah. or maybe a marriage where... Yeah your husband doesn't agree with some of the things that we're talking about today. And I just want you to know, we, we know that you're there. Like we know that we see you and we're praying for you. And I just want to encourage you to prayer. And, um, because the Holy spirit can soften hearts and transform things in ways that talking can't. Um, and I want to encourage you to reach out. um, if you are a member of the church and if, if your husband's member of the church and connect with our elders so that we can begin to work on that together. Um, just to not give up hope there, yeah. and that you you are honoring the Lord by um, honoring the process um, that really honors the Lord, even yeah. though it's hard. So,
0: yeah, and we will in in my kind of parting words, mm-hmm. uh, two things. Yes, yeah, ahead. Um, one is uh, this: the function and the practice, the way it's going to evolve. Yes, the, 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 yeah. You know, we're we're figuring things out um, right. as we go. Obviously, um, the truth never never changes, but the way Correct. in which we try to work that out right. and flesh that out as a body will change, Yeah, and so we're being um, transformed. it will it will evolve um, as we move forward, hopefully for the better. Um, yeah. And then, as well, um, to um, all of our women at the Bridge, we love you, we value you, we honor you, we're for you, yeah. we see you, and we believe that the kingdom is going to be so much greater because of your leadership right. because of the way that you serve because of the ministry that yeah. God has called you to. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alright. Right. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us.